welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Watched a great May United game today, the United Castle will be up later, so look out for all that. Um, obviously everybody knows what I've been playing, but what have you been playing this week, Robert? Mostly still gear grinding in Grounded. I got, I got to get started on the four main bosses which are tough fights so i've been going out and collecting the specialty weapons there is the coal tana which is a two-handed sword which deals spice damage which one of the bosses is weak to uh so i need to i got that so i need to level it up with the material so i did a material hunting uh made another sword which does life steal which i'm really enjoying because it makes it a lot easier and, so, you know, starting to get into the tier three stuff for weapons and armor, which is necessary for going up against these boss fights. So we'll just have to see where it goes from there. Cool. But you're having a good time? Outside of that, not. Yeah, it's a good time. I mean, it's one of those games that I can have it on one screen because I've been playing it on my PC. And then I got YouTube or Netflix or something going on the other screen and I can just kind of multitask like that. Outside cool. of that, I haven't really played a lot. I haven't had a whole lot of time. It's been uh, super busy here, so. Cool. No worries. No worries. Uh, well, for me, Robert, um, we enter a new era. I'm in a new era of my, I don't know if gaming career is a thing, but um, obviously I'm talking about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It's out. It's been out since Friday. It's now Sunday, so time has passed. Um, I've left behind the remnants of Modern Warfare 19, which I spent three years with, and had a ton of fun in that three years. Um, obviously there were parts of frustrations and things like that but for the overall most part of my time with Modern Warfare 19 I had a lot of fun and played some very very good games. So Modern Warfare 2, um, out of the gate a few disappointments that I want to get out of the way. There is no hardcore mode. It is also not being called hardcore anymore. It's going to be called tier 1. I don't know why but that is what is going on. Interestingly though in the uh, shoot, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in the shooting range that you can use, there's a uh, sign on the wall which says Tier One something or other. So I don't know if there's any connection there with anything. Uh, didn't launch with Cyber Attack either. Uh, for those of you that have listened to the podcast for maybe a couple of months, you'll know that that was my main game mode in Modern Warfare 19, which was Hardcore Cyber Attack. I dabbled in some other games, you know, if, if a friend wanted to play something like Domination or, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Team Deathmatch or um, Headquarters, I, 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 I could dabble in those game modes. It wasn't like I was strictly just playing one game mode. Um, I dabbled in some free-for-all games, you know, I, I didn't just play one game mode for three years. I uh, did some other stuff as well. Um... So yeah, there's, there's that that's going on. So at the moment, what I've settled with playing is Core Search and Destroy. And uh, I completely despise playing Core because I just can't... I just can't get used to or can't handle the amount of damage you have to cause to an enemy on Core. Which is known to be a thing. That's not a surprise. I, I knew that was going to be the case. It's still a bit infuriating though. That being said, I went onto a private game today, or a private lobby thing, and I um, what's it called? I sw- you c- you can go into a private game and switch on tier one, 
This will say it doesn't quite fully work properly. So if the tier one that's in that private game wasn't ready for launch, I'm glad they didn't put it in. Because although the game works, it just is it's missing some stuff in there. Uh, if you want an example, I put episode. Excuse me, I put a little video up on our YouTube page today, um, like a ten-minute thing, just trying out tier one, and it's got some wonky things going on. Overall, how am I feeling about this game? Um, I really, really like it. It's It's got the remnants of the game that I've dreamed of, which is really good. Like, I, I can see this game becoming the game that I dreamed of. Um, it's not going to be the exact game that I've dreamed of, because there's going to be different parts and different things and whatever in there. Um, I'm up to about rank 32, 33, something like that, I think. Um, I've unlocked, like, stuff that I'm used to having, so, like, restock and RPGs and things like that. Um, I've leveled up a bunch of guns. Um, in general, the gameplay, I think, is as good as what it was in the beta. They have, however, and they did put a blog post out about this. What now, how they explained it is that they've, um, closed, not closed, they have shortened the, what was it that they said? distance of footstep audio so not the volume but the the distance so instead of you hearing let's say an enemy from five meters away you'll now hear an enemy from two meters away i don't know what the exact mass would be i'm just giving a, a rough example and that has been a bit of an adjustment um i had a bit of trouble hearing things um in general when I started the game but of course there's a bunch of different audio settings there's like headphones headphone bass and different volumes of things so you, I just have to tune that to the right thing and there's like mono audio that you flick on and off and I have to I haven't really sort of found my perfect tuning for that yet um so that's that I mean that's it's not like there's one volume bar and that's it it's you know there's like dialogue volume and all that type of stuff um it's been so funny as well to read um, online comments about this game because some people are genuinely saying things I just don't understand um, and I replied to a few things and I'm like what What are you like what what is this community talking about um, I even saw someone the other day I think it was like yesterday saying like oh Battlefield 2042 launched better than this it's like Battlefield 2042 didn't work at launch. It didn't have a scoreboard. The gameplay was like PS3 level of whatever. Um, I think though what, what what I think is actually going on is there are still people who are playing Modern Warfare 2 who want the same movement system from Modern Warfare 19. Which is adrenaline fueled, headless chicken, run, 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 run. Not use any tactics, slide around, jump around. Jump around every corner, you know, pre-aim and pre-fire every single corner. And you can't play this game like that, really. Um, but, I mean, if you're if you're going into the sequel of a, of a, of a shooting game, you must have, pe people must have been aware that, okay, the, the movement's not going to be the same as the previous game. It's going to be changed, it's going to be different, it's not going to be the same stuff. And that's literally what the beta was for. The beta is the, the practice mode so that you get used to the game before it comes out. Um, and also what the campaign is for because then you can get used to the gameplay in like different scenarios. Um, yeah, I just... It's, it's just I, I can't even remember some of the comments I've seen because they were so ridiculous. But um, 
Yeah, I just don't. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand what this community wants. Some of these community people in the community want to play this game a certain way, which they no longer can. Um, the problem that any first-person shooter dev has got, not just Infinity Ward, but like any of them, right? If you've got an online shooting game, so if you want to talk about Titanfall, Halo, Battlefield, COD, whatever, there's going to be different groups of people that want to play the game a completely different way. That that applies more so with military shooters because it's a bit more grounded. Um, and what the, the problem that Infinity Ward's got, which is the problem that like the Battlefield devs and everybody else would have, is you aren't going to please everyone. I mean, that, that logic applies to almost everything in life. Um, especially when it comes to video games, obviously. Pe people want different things from games, and that's fine. But specifically when it comes to play styles in online shooters, you've got people that just want to play totally different ways, and Infinity Ward... I mean, I mean, you'll never you'll never be able to, like, please all of the players in that way, because you just can't... It's impossible to tune the game that way. Because um, this... And I, I watched um, Big Fry's video on it. He's, a like, a... Uh, online multiplayer shooter YouTuber person like he covers all like Battlefield and COD and all that type of stuff and I watched his I think it was 15 minute video and although Big Fry plays completely different game modes to me I agreed with most of the things he said over there um, and one thing that he pointed out which I couldn't agree with more is this Modern, this Modern Warfare 2 is a lot more tactical and I just don't think I think that there's players out there who just can't be bothered to figure out any tactics because you've not we're not all just running around with guns in the game we've got like all sorts of different items and special equipment and kill streaks and secondary guns and per there's loads of things you can use in this game um and what what's funny about it is what what's kind of funny about that as well is oh you know it's cod there's going to be people camping people sitting in corners but i've said to loads of people before if you took any online shooting game whether it's cod or something else if you literally made a empty map, pick a pick a shape of your choice. So, triangle, square, circle, rectangle, whatever. Pick pick any um, shape, right? If you were to make a map, it doesn't matter how high the map is or whatever. Make the map, have it be any shape, and have it have the, have the map be completely empty. So no crates, walls, build nothing, right? If you're somebody who's primarily primarily a camper, what are you going to do? You're going to spawn into that game. You're going to slide over to the corner and you're going to sit there. That that you can't get rid of campers in games like this because all a camper literally needs is some a a wall or a thing to put their back against. It doesn't have to be a square corner or a corner in like behind a door or what. It doesn't have. That's not how camping like you'll never take that out of games, out of these shooter games. Um, and even if you were to take something bigger scale like Battlefield or something like that like with the Warzone game modes and with like Ground War and things like that, these massive games, people will still go into a building in the middle of the map and they will just sit in a corner. So you'll never ever get rid of that. But one really interesting um, equipment thing with this game, there's something called a drill charge, which I think I've, I've spoken about before. And the idea of a draw charge is, let's say you know somebody's on the other side of the wall. You can hear them, or you can hear gunfire, or whatever, right? You throw against the wall, throw it, throw it against the wall. It will drill itself through, which is why it's called a draw charge. It will drill itself through to the other side of the wall and explode. So if you get killed by a camper, put that on. You don't have to keep it on the whole game. Just put it on, maybe to get rid of that particular player. 
because you can change your classes and stuff mid-game, like you could do in the uh, last Modern Warfare. Go up to the wall that you know that they're on the other side of, and throw it in there. And even if they have, like, um, protection against, like, the bomb squad perk or whatever, they'll at least be damaged. So you could then... There's... I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to get rid of, like, players that are campers. Because um, one thing you could do is throw one of them in there. It'll go through the wall. It'll explode. Then you could maybe open the door, throw in a flashbang, or throw a spot of grenade so you know the, the exact corner they're in. Uh, there's also a thing called a portable radar, which I really, really like the portable radar. Um, basically, what that is, is if your team hasn't got a radar up, so the UAV or whatever, you have to obviously earn it as a equipment piece. You put that against a wall, or it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be against anything. You put it in an area that you want to see a mini map for. So if you were to put that up against a building that you know might be occupied, put it in there, and you'll see them on your map. There's just because that that's where I feel like this community is clashing is people that moan about campers, but people that want to just sprint around like headless chickens and not use any tactics or any awareness or anything, which to me is like the worst. That's to me that's the worst way to play this game, um, and just not using not using any tactics, not listening to anything, and just just like headless chicken sprinting around. Because what you're basically doing, if you're going into a building where there might be somebody in the corner. If you are running, you're going to smack open that door, the person's going to hear it, you're going to then sprint into a room where they can clearly see you and they're going to kill you really easily. So, there's no tactics. And again, going back to the comment from before, this is a very... I, mean, I don't know if it's like Rainbow Six Siege level tactics, but it's more tactical than the previous game, is my point. And I just don't think players are A, used to that, and B, they don't want that. Um... But it's just time to adapt. You know, if you want to make a sequel to a game and make things different and, and you know, change up the gameplay a bit, that's one of the ways to do it. You could use tactics in the previous game, but it's much more needed this time. But the things that they've put into the game, like drill charges, like portable radars, like a bunch of other things, are all very tactical things that you can use. So... Um, I'm very happy with it. I, I am disappointed that Tier 1 isn't isn't there. They have said um, it'll be arriving in Season 1, which is November 16th, which is a bit far away. It's a bit disappointing. But, hey, the, the, the other side of that, right, is you have a live service game. I mean, you can update any game at any point, right? A developer puts, puts out a patch for, for a game. It, it's as simple as that these days, right? It doesn't have to be a live service game. I mean, Grounded, the one that you're playing at the moment, Dev could put out a patch, and it will be updated with whatever if they had let's say they had launched tier one which is i'm just going to call it hardcore mode let's say they'd launched hardcore mode and it was broken and didn't work then you'd start seeing comments about like oh why did you put this broken game mode in this game so if it isn't ready for launch which it might not be or has some issues or something maybe it's a good a good thing that they didn't put it in the game because you know you've got launch day problems anyway where you've got like you might have server issues or lag or, or things like that um, on day one. So if you were to put an entirely like entire game mode in there, it doesn't work. It just I don't know, just throwing out suggestions. So, um, but no, I'm really enjoying my time with it. I've put a ton of time into it already. There's a few maps that stick out, a few maps that don't. Um, I mean, I could sit here and talk about this game for another hour probably, but um, I really like it so far. It could, it could certainly be better. It could definitely be worse though. 
Um, but I like what they've done so far. I, I, I can see... See, I'm someone that, instead of just like looking at one element in the game and just raging, I can see the remnants of what this game is trying to be. Um, it's a bit... I don't know if this is a good comparison to make, but it's a bit like at the moment with Man United, right? Got a new manager in, it's called Ten Hag. Um, we've played, I think, like 20 games in total so far, including the other competitions. At times when Man United have played this season, you can see the remnants of how Ten Hag wants to play football with his team, because I've seen his previous team play similar ways. It doesn't always happen, but you can see, like, it's starting to... The, the ideas are seeded in there. It's almost like I, I'm sort of watching two things at the moment, it's like my football team play, and this game that I've been looking forward to, and from both of them, I can ooh, from both of them I can see. Okay, COD Modern Warfare Two's got these ideas, these things it's doing, different gameplay, all this kind of stuff. And I can see what the game is trying to be. It doesn't mean it's going to happen on day one. This game is going to be around for a good few years yet, or or at least a couple of years. And I can kind of use that same analogy with Man United. Like Ten Hag's not got all the players that he wants, all that type of stuff. Um, and like with Modern Warfare, Infinity Ward hasn't been able to put all the things they want to in this game and it's going to be a process and you know it's going to be season one season two whatever and and things are going to be changed and updated as we go through um but look i'm i'm not trying to like come across as some sort of fanboy i'm not saying this game is perfect uh it has got issues it's got things that are, are missing like hardcore um it's a game i've been looking forward to for a long time but um I'm really, I'm really enjoying my time with it. And if you, if you look already at some of the game clips I put up, because I put up a ton of them yesterday, I'm clearly having a ton of fun with this game, which is, which is great. By the way, one last, one last thing I want to mention as well. So I am a very explosives type of player. I use RPGs. I use like um, either two mines or two frag grenades at a time. I use restock so I can get my grenades back. I, I, I like blowing things up in in these games because it's really, really fun. There's a map. It's like a like a one of the borders in the U.S. I can't remember where it's supposed to be or if it, or if it's a fictional one or whatever. And there's a map in this game, which is essentially like a motorway highway. It's like a border type of you know what I mean, right? That type of motorway thing where you drive yeah. through, uh, where, where you drive through. And there's no cars that are moving, like no, no people are in the cars or whatever. It's it's abandoned. Obviously, it's supposed to be like a war desolated place where people have either probably died or they've run off or been told to, to evacuate whatever the occasion may be you've got to remember this is a war situation and there's loads of vehicles loads of vehicles <laughs> uh, some of them are like burnt out already so it's not like you can explode every single vehicle and some of them you can't blow up i think like the really 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 big ones but you can blow up quite a few of them and i saw first i saw the i saw the um image of this map before i played it and people saying, oh, what is this idea for this map? It's basically like really, really narrow. There's a few corridors and things you can go, like different lanes and things like that. And there's a couple of buildings um, on, on either end where there's like offices and things like that. But for the most part, it's a bridge um, which goes like a certain length. Obviously, you can't have it be an infinite bridge because the map's got to be a certain size. And you've got two bomb sites, one sort of like off to the corner a bit. And one's like one's kind of right in the middle of the map as well, which is quite fun. And, um, yeah, it's this long, thin, uh, map full of cars that can explode. So you can imagine, as a player like myself who likes using explosives, I'm tossing grenades, I'm shooting RPGs, I'm waiting for my grenades to come back. I'm still shooting, obviously, you know, take cover behind the cars, that type of stuff. Um, 
there's a clip I put up yesterday where I <laughs> tossed a grenade across the map and I like blew up three people. Found that really, really fun to do. Um, the maps really, really divided people. Some were like, this is the worst map ever on COD and some people said like, I don't get it. This is like a really, really fun map. So, but as an explosive player, um, it really, really suits my playstyle. <laughs> and I, every time it comes up, that's my favorite map so far. Um, so yeah, but there is like, it's not just, okay, it's just a map full of explosive cars, like if you want to get away from the cars, there is like little corridors and things you can run down and you can sort of escape a bit into the side, but then other players might be in there, so it's tight corridors and you've got to shoot each other and that sort of stuff, so that's, uh, that's really, really fun. Um, I also can't remember them saying about this map before, I think it's, uh, because it wasn't in the beta, so, um, but it's been really good, but overall really enjoying it it's not the game that i dreamed of it being yet but i i didn't expect that on launch day um but some people are either just not looking at this game properly or exaggerating or i mean opinions are opinions you can think whatever you want to about this game so yeah um that's what uh got any questions or any comments or anything robert about uh anything i said no not really i mean i do understand um the game itself i just it's not a game i play so i don't really have that much i can really say about it so cool um yeah that's what we've been uh playing and everything let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news see for all that in a minute today's sponsor is manscaped you can get 20 percent off with your order with manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is etalk uk that's e-t-a-l-k UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review 
of your choice. So if you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, I have recorded some of the United cast. I had to go off and do some other things and obviously record this podcast. I'll be finishing off that episode soon. That's for the 1-0 win against uh, who we played today, West Ham. So that's just today's game from Sunday. The podcast isn't out yet. I'll be putting this up around about the same time as the as the United cast, so look out for that episode as well. I'll also be doing an episode about what's going on with The Witcher, Henry Cavill's exit from that. And I might, if I've got some time left today, I might do the... I'm going to do a podcast called So Many Steps. I don't know how many steps I'm going to put yet because I haven't figured them all out. Um, A similar episode to what I did before, which is where I did 14 Steps to Fix the DCEU. Uh, I'm going to do an episode called Numbered Steps to Fix uh, Netflix, basically. Uh, There's a few that I've jotted down already, but I can't tell you how how the number of steps I'm going to put in because I haven't figured them out yet. So I might be doing the episode today uh, or some point soon, but look out for for those podcasts at some point. Um, But the other United Cast episode from recently, the Thursday game, that was against Sheriff Tarraspol. Uh We won 3-0. And we've now qualified for the knockout rounds of the Europa League, which is the next part. So we've qualified from the group stage, which is good. Over on the uh, fantasy side of things, uh, me and David sat down to do a reviewing Westeros podcast. This is for House of the Dragon, of course, the prequel spin-off from Game of Thrones. Um, so we reviewed season one of that. That's over on the Reviewing Westeros podcast. Uh, so we reviewed the first season of that. Um, over on the campaign side of things for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I thought it made sense to do the campaign review separately because it's kind of a separate part of the game. So although I've just talked about the multiplayer, um, the campaign review that I did for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, uh, I've actually done that in three sections. The three sections that I've done is a spoiler-free, just is this good kind of general chat. Then the second part is a spoilery discussion on the gameplay set pieces. The reason I consider those as spoilers is because some of them might be a surprise. And then the third part is actually talking about like the end of the story and the characters and you know all that type of stuff. But I lay it all out as I go through. But that is the must-play rating uh, review for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That's for the campaign. Uh, over on the Walking Dead podcast, we're up to Season 11, Episode 20. And we are continuing to podcast on that we've got just four episodes left of the walking dead so we've got that going on over on the dc talk side of things uh james gunn and peter saffron have been well, not tapped they are going to be leading dc which is dc studio so that's all of their film tv and animation i'm not sure about video games but uh all of their um entertainment stuff over on dc so yeah james gunn the same this is the same person who directed the suicide squad guardians of the galaxy i think he was a showrunner on Peacemaker, him and a guy called Peter Saffron, so I delved into all of that and everything going on there. I also talked about the future of Superman. Henry Cavill himself and Warner Brothers and a bunch of other places have confirmed that Henry Cavill is indeed coming back finally as Superman, so uh, that's awesome as well. He did like an interview the other day as well on some talk show, so he's very much back as Superman. Over on the horror side of things, uh, did the AHS cast. This is for the second season of American Horror Stories. That's the episode uh, anthology per episode spin-off. So it's not the main show. That's the that's the spin-off. Um, 
uh, TV show that they've got. That's the second season of that. Over on Gaming Talk last week, we talked about G4 shutting down, Silent Hill games, and some other stuff for Modern Warfare 2. Uh, over on the DC film review side of things, I went to see Black Adam, uh, spoiler-free, spoiler-split spl- review, and I gave that a skip rating. Uh, over on the United Cars, we did a had a dramatic uh, 1-1 draw against Chelsea recently. And that is what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Um, I've spoken once or twice about Naughty Dog. I, you know, like them, that sort of stuff. Um, we have an update from... Actually, we kind of have two updates, but I think they're supposed to be linked, kind of. Uh, so one update that we've got from Naughty Dog. Where is my thing? There it is. Naughty Dog is confirmed to be working on a new unannounced AAA... I mean, all of their games are AAA... A game in collaboration with PlayStation Studios and Visual Arts... And it says here, what do you want to see? There's a linked piece of news to this. Uh, it says from Eurogamer. Uh, it says Naughty Dog is co-developing a new project in a beloved franchise according to a PlayStation job listing. So let's go and uh, break this down a little bit. So what do we know? Walking, uh, Not Walking Dead. Naughty Dog is working on. We know that they are working on Factions 2. We don't know if it's going to be called that or just Factions. But a, a, a new rebooted sort of factions for ps5 obviously that's the sort of current gen sort of new version for factions the old version i think is still running on the ps3 and ps4 and ps5 if you want to play it over there uh so they got that going on and they just of course put out last of us part one what was that like a, almost two months ago yeah almost two months ago it's mm-hmm. crazy uh that was of course directed by um i think his name is matthew illard i think that's his name uh, it wasn't directed by neil Druckmann. of course that was taking the script and the story of last of us one the 2013 game and giving it a bunch of new cool improvements for ps5 and calling it last of us part one uh, then we know that we've got um what else have we got on the tv side obviously you've got the uh hbo adaption tv show for The Last of Us, that's not obviously video game adaption, that's a TV adaption. Uh, that does include work from Neil Druckmann. Uh, obviously you've got Craig Mazin, obviously he's the he's the guy who did Chernobyl, for those of you that might not know. Uh, so you've got that going on. So it does take an employee from Naughty Dog, which is Neil Druckmann. Uh, also does have Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker in there as undisclosed roles. We don't know who they're going to be playing yet. Uh, so we know that's going on. So what could this game be? Be. this this because i think these two stories are probably linked um co-developing a new project in a beloved franchise in a, in a triple a sense um now about a year ago 18 months or so ago very shortly ish after last of us part two came out which was june 2020 there was a story that came out and we covered it here on the gaming talk podcast that Haley gross and neil Druckmann, who were the co um like the the writers on Last of Us said they had done an outline, just an initial kind of outline for The Last of Us Part Three. That's not them confirming that the game is in development. That's just them saying, "Hey, we kind of jotted something down a little bit for Last of Us Part Three, which which might just be them saying, "Hey, here's a rough idea of what we could do for a sequel." 
Um, and we're just, we'll, we'll jot it down and sort of put it on a shelf for a bit. I mean, I don't know exactly what that means, but that's that's roughly what that means. Um, Jack and Daxter, they've they've joked a little bit about going back to Jack and Daxter. Fans have wanted them to. Uh, obviously, Naughty Dog has previously worked on Crash Bandicoot, but that's obviously tied up over with Activision, so they can't do anything with that. Um, unless this is like co-development thing with Activision, but I, I don't think they'll do that with, with Naughty Dog. I think, if anything, they'll bring Toys for Bob back for... Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Um, Uncharted, I would like to see another Uncharted game, whether it's an Uncharted 5 or certainly Lost Legacy 2, I thought all those games were great. Um, what I would actually like this to be, obviously I'd like a Last of Us Part 3, I would like them to to go back to Jack and Dexter and give that the remake treatment that The Last of Us Part 1 had gotten. Um... Although you you can go and play the four Jack and Daxter games, which is Jack and Daxter one, two, three, and X. The X game is the um, racing game that they had. It wasn't a kart racer like Crash Bandicoot. It was just a Jack and Daxter racing game. I never actually played that. I don't think you can go and get those on uh, PS4 and five, but they are ported versions of PS2 games. So you could kind of you, there's there's an opportunity to breathe a bit of new life into Jack and Daxter, I think. And as somebody who I mean, I I like all the Naughty Dog games apart from those. I don't dislike the Jack and Daxter games. They just didn't click with me as much as Crash and Uncharted and Last of Us did. They they just didn't work as well. And I've I've tried them a good few times. I've tried the first one, the second one, the third one. They just don't click for me, and for whatever particular reason. Um. One of the things I don't really like from those games is the movement. I do think Jack moves a bit too slowly. Again, the, these are all things like if you give it a new lease of life and you, you remastered or remade the the original three, I'm not really bothered about Jack X unless there's story elements in there. That's what I would like to see them do. I don't know if this is what this is. Because um, although it says new project, that doesn't mean new IP or new game. That could mean new game that's a remake of an old one. Um... But I, I do think eventually they'll work on some new IP. I don't think they'll just stick to Last of Us forever and Uncharted forever. I think eventually they'll work on uh, some new stuff. Um, but th- that, that, that's, that's two things I'd want, which is them to go back and just breathe new life into Jack and Dexter. I don't really want them to reboot it, because there, there's a story there that people like, and I want to still experience that, but in you know in a new form, if, if you will. Um, it's just, there were certain points while I was playing Last of Us Part 1, and I thought, if you can do this, like, you know, new technology, haptic feedback, audio design, new character models, all, all that type of stuff, new environmental designs, those sorts of things, if you can do that, but for Jack and Daxter, then I'll definitely jump into that. Um, so we'll see. Robert, what do you, I know you're not as familiar with Naughty Dog as what I am, per se, um, what do you, I guess two questions, what would you, what would you want this to be and what do you think this could be? I think it's probably going to be a remake. What I would want is a new IP to get me interested in, the, in something. Um, cause I've, the games that I've enjoyed the most this year have been new IPs grounded, obviously being not, you know, new this year, but it's a brand new IP from Obsidian. So, mm. and I've been putting a lot of time into it. So yeah, just a new IP would be good. Okay, okay. Is that what? What do you? Will be your guess? So that's what you'd want them to do. What do you realistically think this is, or do you think it's the same thing as what you just mentioned? Yeah, it's just it's probably going to be a remake, if the, if anything. So a, a remake for which game? For Jack and Dexter? Maybe for Jack and Dexter. Maybe for something else that we've forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people were kind of mentioning 
Okay, so you got Uncharted 4, which is a PS4 game. The, the, all, all the Uncharted games are playable on PS5 anyway. I don't fit, and the, the, people are kind of saying like, could you go back and remake Uncharted 1, 2, and 3? I don't, I don't think 4, 4 would need that. Uh, although 4 is, when did 4 come out? 2016, I want to say? And then Lost about Legacy. That, yeah. Lost Legacy was about 2018. This is around, around about that time period. Just, just after sort of, just, just after Last of Us 1, but before Last of Us part two it was around like 2015 16 17 some some of those years um i don't f- quite feel i mean if naughty dog went back and re- remade slash remastered the uncharted games i'd go back and play them I-, I do really like those games um i'd not feel in the need for that as much maybe that's because i played them within the last five years or so um in fact when i got my ps4 which was in 2017 i want to say um, I was podcasting at the time. Um, the first game I played was the. Uh, it was called Remaster. It was more of like a HD kind of like up res thing. Uh, that the Uncharted Collection. That those are the first PS4 games I played because I had Uncharted One, Two, Three, and then Uncharted Four was already out by that point. So I, I jumped into those games. I remember them being very good. I mean, sure they could be improved. They could have new graphics and stuff. I just think out of out of their four things, which crashes a bit more out of their hands. I just think Jack and Dexter is the oldest one of those that needs needs the remastered love more than their other stuff. Um, so that's that's what I'd like to see them do. That's what I think would uh, would be good. Um, that's also my least favorite of their games, and it would be a good opportunity to just to go back to that. So there we go. Uh, speaking of remakes slash remasters, why is my thing not working here? Um, We've got some news regarding The Witcher, not the Henry Cavill news. I'll talk about that on a separate podcast. Um, got a post here from... Uh, the, this is from The Witcher on Facebook, so I guess this is from uh, CD Projekt Red as well. We're thrilled to reveal that together with Fool's Theory, I don't know what that is, uh, we're working on remaking The Witcher using Unreal Engine 5, Unreal Engine 5 codename Canis Mordris. Uh, we want to do this right, so please be patient. Patience is key. Don't send them death threats. Don't send anybody death threats by, by that point. Um, it's going to be a while until we can share more details. Uh, so it's very interesting. Obviously, we, we know that we're going to get a next-gen, uh, or current-gen, I suppose, uh, version of The Witcher 3 at some point. Um, I don't think they should rush... Or, I mean, they shouldn't rush anything, really. But um, we know we're going to get that. I wonder eventually if they're going to do... I mean, it makes sense. If, if you're going to go back and do the first Witcher game, which I don't actually, I don't actually don't know anything about the first two Witcher games. I know I don't know what genre they're in. I don't know anything about, about those games. I don't know what characters are in it. Um, I'm assuming Geralt is the uh, protagonist and playable character, but I actually don't know at all. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to... I wonder if they're going to do Witcher 1, 2, and 3, just do, just do the whole uh, trilogy. The interesting part, obviously... With the Witcher Three, I don't think would you're out there. Yeah, squeaky chair. <laughs> um, yeah, squeaky uh, chair. The The Witcher Three wouldn't need as much improvement as let's say the the old two games. So, um, I'll play these games, the Witcher games. Um, I don't know how much I would go back to a remastered Witcher Three. It depends on what's kind of new. Because again, I played that within the last couple of years. I say a couple of years, the last like five years or so. Um, so I, I, I'm not feeling as much need to go back to that one. But um, 
yeah, this is this is cool. We don't know a lot about what's what's going on here, but um, yeah, all to do you know game preservation that sort of stuff. Thing I think it's good. Um, Robert, what do you make of The Witcher One being remastered or or remade? And have you played that before? Because I don't know anything about about that game. I've never played it. It was a PC only game a long time ago. I oh. remember it was it was one of those games that was up there with you know how you bragged about how good your your system specs were right was how well it ran witcher which is there's like three games like crisis witcher and another game i can't think of that was your benchmark of how well they played on your computer so um yeah i mean i want to say that's like oh seven oh eight something like that it was when that first game came out huh i do think it's Geralt is the main protagonist so yeah it's been more than enough time for them to do a remake of that cool nice um, so that would have been 360 PS3 era. Because um, if you're saying 2007, that would have been uh, like COD 4, Modern Warfare, like Assassin's Creed 2. Did Assassin's Creed 2 or 1 come out that year? One of them games uh, came out at that point. So I think, yeah, that was a, I think that was a 2007 game at the same point. when it came out. Yeah, so that kind of time period. Uh, which that, that was a good year for games, 2007. Very good year for games. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what they what they what they do with this. But it's very early, so we'll just um, plop the news in here and move on from that. Um, they uh, Sony Santa Monica, which I think is their name, uh, the developers of God of War Ragnarok, put out a new video this week. It is a ten minute video. You can find it on PlayStation's YouTube channel or probably other different places as well. Um, and it's the devs, uh, like there's different animators, different code, you know, all, all different sort of people from the dev team. Uh, talking about kind of the challenges of, you know, how how do we improve what we did before? Which I always like to hear that from developers. Um, one of the things I always say about sequels specifically, which this is a sequel, is, okay, we made a game. Um, it did these things well and these things bad. Let's take out the bad things, keep the good stuff. But then what can we do to push it to its next part? And one thing I always point out about that with games, particularly, is, okay, what new mechanics are you going to have? What new gameplay systems? Any new combat stuff? Traversal mechanics? You know, the n- new new ideas to improve and evolve what you had before. Uh, so them saying that in, in this video and the way they talked about it, I really, really liked. Because uh, the way I've been kind of talking about God of War Ragnarok, which is a very, very highly anticipated PlayStation game, is... I'm sure the story is going to be great. Uh, the characters have been developed really well, like Atreus, new version of Kratos. Um, you're going to have Thor in there, which is going to be good. Obviously, not Chris Hemsworth's um, MCU Thor. This is the, this is the uh, different version of Thor. Um, so you're going to have them in there. Uh, they've been developed really well. The story's been progressed really good, and I'm sure again it will have the good, you know, bombastic sort of um, high energy set pieces type of thing you know Kratos is going to be smashing things throwing things hitting big monsters all that type of thing um but aside from God of War's basic ideas how can it kind of push itself forward well they showed off some gameplay and I've been somebody who's been like okay I'm I'm 7 out of 10 looking forward to this game I think it will be good I just want to see what new stuff you've got after watching this video which is only 10 minutes long I am now I would say I'm at about a 9 out of 10 excited which is good that that's that was supposed to be your aim of the video which is to get your audience more excited which i'm included in that and now more excited 
Um, because they literally do say, hey, Kratos can now do this, Kratos can now do that. Um, and they show them on, on the video, and they show what Kratos can do, and I thought, these look like pretty good things. Um, there's different ways he can use his Blades of Chaos, there's, like, aerial attacks that you can do as Kratos, there's different ways you can sort of, like, power up your Blades of Chaos and your, um, your Leviathan Axe, which all look really good. Kratos looks a little bit quicker as well, that was one of my issues with 2018, which is, okay, he's like a veteran, older, like, he's an older, more experienced version of Kratos. He's not as quick as he used to be, because, you know, sometimes when you get older, you get a bit slower. Um, so obviously that was a bit understandable, because this, this version of Kratos is supposed to be more experienced than agility, I think, of like, this, this guy has seen some stuff, and he's going to use that experience in the battlefield. Um, but no, the way that they showed things off in this, in this gameplay, and they showed some new enemies, they said one of their focuses is, like, new enemy variety, which is good, because that was... There was these, like, big troll type of enemies you could defeat in the first... I said the first game, the 2018 game, and they were all exactly the same, they were just sort of different colours, which was really weird, like, that. there were all these big monsters that had this big boulder thing they would hit you with, and you fought, like, five of them throughout the game, um, which was... Disappointing. Um, and this brings me back to like, this is possibly going to make me reflect on God of War 2018 in a different way. Because God of War 2018 was kind of laying out the foundations of, okay, we want to try something different with God of War. And then the 2022 game, Ragnarok, is like, okay, we tried this newer newer idea for Kratos. How can we push it forward and kind of just, just put new things in there? And they, they showed me some stuff I was very impressed with, very, very impressed with. Um, so if you can combine, in this game, a great story, which the, there was a bit more emphasis on story, a bit more like, instead of instead of Kratos being this angry guy who ripped God's heads off like the old games, make him more, a bit more, give him a bit more depth and a bit more like nuance and meaning and things, and obviously give him a son, which gives him just a whole different dimension, he's now a father, with Atreus. Uh, so you put a bit more, you know, you put a story in there, like a better story, you put better character development, some new gameplay ideas, which didn't all quite work but they were new ideas that they were interesting um if you combine that with some newer gameplay ideas in 2022's game in ragnarok with haptic feedback with 3d audio this game might be very very good so i i am now more i'm not like the you know on, on i'm not on the sort of this could be the greatest game ever 10 out of 10 level of excitement but i've gone from like a 7 to a 9 which which is an improvement um so yeah, I, I enjoyed what they showed for this video. They, they showed quite a bit in like 15 minutes. And also just, when you are making something, so if you're a showrunner, director, game developer, there's a certain way that I kind of want you to talk about your product. And specifically with game developers, when they're trying to talk about like, we really try to put these new ideas and things like that in there, I liked a lot of what they were saying. Now this game could be terrible. It could be excellent, it could be somewhere in between, I don't know, but I'm no more interested. Um, Rob, I don't know if you saw the, the video they put out at all, um, but where are you at with uh, God of War, Ragnarok? Uh, I'm still kind of on the fence of it. I, obviously, I still don't own a PS5. I haven't been able to get my hands on one yet. I don't know that if I could, I would actually buy one because I don't think I would use it really mm -hmm. enough to justify the purchase. Um, I do have the 2018 God of War, but the RPG elements just kind of drove me away from the game they were a bit made messy. me not want to play yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, th I think those elements were a bit messy for it so yeah hopefully they can again hopefully you could you know, put new ideas of that into there hopefully you can make them better in this game um but 
Uh, I, I'm just looking for like the, one of the first things I'm going to do in this game is throw my Leviathan axe and catch it and see what my controller does because <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. just really I'm interested about that. Um, sometimes when when I talk about haptic feedback, I feel a bit like stupid, but then I know what haptic feedback can do, and I know how much it can pr- can improve games. So, and this is a first party PlayStation game, um, and they've put out a video for the haptics. So, if you're going to try and do that, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this game, which I haven't been for a while. But the one thing I wanted them to do was like, okay, you're continuing this great story that you saw with character development, but what are you doing with your video game part? Show me what Kratos can do. And it took them a while to do it, uh, and they finally did it. So um, <clears throat> we'll see uh, how that goes. Uh, when is that? In like next, not next week, the week week after, November 9th. It's the thirtieth. Uh, that would be next Wednesday. Cool, cool. So, yeah, in a couple of podcast time, hopefully I'll be talking about uh, God of War Ragnarok. So, there we go. Uh, that's all I've got to talk about this week. Robert, how about yourself? Uh, well, first up, there's a big shakeup at Rocksteady Studios. The studio count- co-founders, Stefton Hill and Jamie Walker, will be leaving their roles at the studios at the end of the year, just ahead of the release of Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Um, the announcement came of their departure from Warner Brothers Interactive President David Haddad, who called them great leaders of the team, issuing a statement saying, quote, um, visiting Rocksteady Studios has always been a highlight for me personally. The attention to detail, the energy of the people, the sense of what it's like to be in a high-performance studio. They have committed to the highest quality and excellence across all facets of game development while ensuring an outstanding culture of caring for their employees. Um, the Hunt Hill and Walker released a statement saying, with Suicide Squad in safe hands, and the team is very strong here, it's time to hand over the reins and for us to start a new adventure in games together. So a lot of chatter about this because you've got both, not one, but both heads of the studio bouncing out before probably their biggest game in I don't know how long comes out, and it's not a good look. This is their biggest game since Arkham Knight. Yeah, pretty much. In 2015. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think this is a good sign. Um, I, I've spoken, obviously, at length of my thoughts on Warner Brothers as a company. Obviously, there's different parts of that company. It's not all just one thing. Uh, they make lots of different stuff, have different departments. Uh, and there's been a lot, and I mean a lot, of moving parts within Warner Brothers in the last year or so. Obviously, the merger with Discovery, they've now got a different name. Most people still call them Warner Brothers, but whatever. Um, but over on their game side, I mean, they just released a very underwhelmingly received Gotham Knights. Um, which some people have enjoyed. And hey, if you bought Gotham Knights the video game, and you paid for a game that you're enjoying, cool. Um, but it looks very underwhelming. And, you know, the 30 frames per second, and the graphics comparison videos I've seen between that and Arkham Knight, which at 7 years of difference, is quite startling. Um, fun fact on that actually, it's good that we bring this up. Earlier today, I showed my parents um, a video, or it's like a three-minute video, and it's, it basically cuts between um, like traversal and like you know walking around in in Gotham in Arkham Knight and in Gotham Knights. And my dad was saying a few things. I was like, oh, basically, is that is that okay? What do I need to know about these games before you show me? And I was like, oh, they're basically just Batman games in in Gotham they're they're, they're both Batman sort of DC games right um and uh 
but my dad actually knew. I don't know like what he's seen online of these games or whatever. But because um, the, vid- the video finished, and I said, I turned around to them both. I said, okay, which one of these games do you think is the newer one? And my dad said, oh, I know that the Gotham Knights is a newer game. Um, but e- even myself sitting there watching that video, it's it's, it's really quite starts a stark difference of the graphics in and i'm not the biggest graphics person i'm not going to suddenly pretend that i am i'm just saying in comparison of what's of what i'm seeing with my eyes um for a ps5 only remember this isn't on this game isn't on ps4 mm-hmm. they, they cancelled it because apparently it couldn't run it which i i'm not on the i'm not on the development team but if a ps4 can run arkham knight why can't it run run gotham knights I just yeah, just just a just a question as a fan, um, and yeah, it's 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 just not looking good. So uh, obviously the other game we got coming up, the other DC focus game is like you said, the Suicide Squad game, which we haven't seen a ton of actually. So there's not a ton to judge it from. My main idea, my main question with the story is, okay, how is the title supposed to happen? Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. How is that supposed to happen? And we've seen some trailers where it looks like the Suicide Squad are very much outnumbered. Um, but in terms of this and everything, I mean, Warner Brothers is making some very strange choices right now. Um, they completely erased Batgirl. Uh, gave that film a, a funeral viewing, from what I understand. They got Netflix to erase Final Space. Or, or they're going to do that, and they're like destroying the physical... They're doing a lot of tax write-offs as well. Uh, obviously, one of the good, good bits of news is Henry Cavill coming back as Superman, which I think is great. Um, that's a really big step forward. Um, but tying this news into just, you know, what David Zaslov's doing and everything else over there and the weird sort of, like, why have you got James Gunn as the head of DC Studios and all, all this kind of stuff? And now these two, you know, co-founder people are, are leaving before a big game is released. Because, um, obviously, Gotham Knights is from Warner Brothers Montreal. It's not from Rocksteady. Uh, so they're, they're different developers. Why are you both leaving? I mean, we don't have a release date for this game or anything. Because um, sometimes directors of games, directors of games do leave, like just before a project comes out. But that's sort of like, okay, everything's pretty much done. They wanted to maybe move on after that game, and and then they leave, and then the game comes out. Um, but this isn't the director of the game leaving. This is the people in charge in charge of the company. You said that are are leaving um, way before. Yeah, these I'm, are the studio founders. Yeah, the studio founders. This game isn't due out this year. It's due out next year. So. Um, we haven't seen solid bits of gameplay. We, we haven't we haven't really seen much of this game, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what this what what this means. Um, the, the Suicide Squad game, Squad game could still be a very good game. It's still from Rocksteady, who have got the pedigree of the Batman games behind them. One of which still looks better than a game from seven years after itself. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the, the Batman Arkham VR, which wasn't like a mainline release, that was a good game, but that was like a like small, much much smaller title. Um, but I, I don't know. Which it was a shame for me personally, because as I've said multiple times, all the different IP from Warner Brothers, I want more Warner Brothers games. Whether it's going to be Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Looney Tunes, DC, you know, they got so many different IP that I'm interested in, and both Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights obviously fall within that category with DC. So, um, I mean, I've you know talked a lot of smack about Gotham Knights without playing it, but I've talked a lot of smack about what I've seen, not what I've played. But I want Gotham Knights to be a good game when I play it. I want Suicide Squad game to be be good when I play it. I want the um, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Harry Potter. I want that to be good when it comes out because I'm interested in those games. Um, 
but uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that there's a lot of frame rate issues on consoles for, for uh, Gotham Knights. Yeah, so 30 frames a second. Yeah, so that's that's probably why. Well, it's not even being able to maintain that. Yeah, I've heard people say it's drip dip down to like 15 and 20. Ooh, that's slow. Um, yeah. What, what, I wonder what happened. Sometimes I look at a game like that, right? And I'm like, okay, you've not made Gotham look great. And again, not pretending to be a graphics enthusiast or whatever. But there's a certain way that Gotham kind of should look for its atmosphere. There's a very particular atmosphere and character about Gotham. Which I, I don't need to play. I don't need to play a game to see graphically what it looks like. Because I can see that myself. So with like with how you've made Gotham look and the buildings and stuff. And in the frame rates. Like what? why... Why did that happen in in your game? Um, so, because I mean, if you don't like the story or the characters or the or the gameplay, those are different elements of a game. But um, sometimes I just look at a game like that sometimes, or like a Battlefield 2042 or a Fallout seventy six or or some you know get game games that have let us down in the past. And I just you just have to stick, like as as a gamer, as somebody who's you know enthusiastic about this stuff. I just look at games like that and think, what what went wrong? Like, what what it? Where in the process did like something bad happen? Um, I mean, some people said about Fallout seventy six, right? Like, okay, how's this going to work as an online game? So you've maybe got like an idea issue, but that doesn't mean like your game should be as bad as what it is. Um, sometimes I I just think about like game development and sort of what what's gone wrong, you know, like where like what happened you know um it's just interesting to me anyway uh robert what do you think of uh all, all, all of this news with uh dc and warner brothers and that yeah it's very bizarre with the timing of it i mean especially like i said it is both co-founders of the whole studio so now granted they've been doing that for almost 20 years i think so obviously they just want another challenge mm. or you know something else going on but like i said it's not a good look yeah yeah, so we'll see what happens. Because um, yeah, we got we still got to give this game the benefit of the doubt because it's nowhere near even released yet. So we'll see. Um, all right, what else did you want to talk about today? Well, this is the uh, 25th anniversary for Fallout, so Bethesda has been doing a lot of series of short videos, interviews with like uh, Todd Howard saying he found out that he was going to be working on Fallout 3 from a post-it note. Um, how Fallout New, Ma- New Vegas was almost just an expansion pack instead of being a, a standalone game. Uh, the video that came out this week is actually for the TV show that Amazon is making and hopefully will be out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us a little interview from uh, the director, uh, Jonathan Nolan, while he was on set, talking about how his he, he said he wanted to write the great American novel and then somebody gave him a copy of Fallout 3 and then... He just started making uh, movies and TV shows. He does the showrunner. He's a showrunner for Westworld. Yep. Uh, he did The Dark Knight and Interstellar. Somebody from off camera in Power Armor hands him a Nuka Cola and he drinks it, which is cool. And uh, then they gave us an image from the show, which is that standard look behind you kind of a thing to where it's like somebody is at like a ledge or a precipice or an opening with really, really bright lights coming forward. And the view is from behind them. Like you see that in uh, the first, the promo poster for the first Doctor Strange movie. You've seen it all over the place. Um, but it is, you know, official set piece. 
and you do see some set pieces from the interview with uh, Nolan. So it's pretty cool. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of the Fallout, and I'm really hopeful with the Fallout TV show just because um, Fallout is one of those games that, since there's no recurring protagonist, you can basically just make it whatever you want, and it just fits into the, into everything. So Yeah, yeah. It is what I like to call a flexible IP. Mm-hmm. Um, there's There's lots of different stories that you could tell within this world. Um, which is kind of even more helped by the fact that you don't really have a protagonist. You just have an unnamed person in a suit who is you, the playable character, uh, who mm-hmm. you literally customize yourself anyway. So um, you've got that going on for it. Um, I, I trust Lisa and uh, Jonathan with this. They obviously show ran uh, Westworld currently for four seasons. We don't know if it's going to get a new one. We covered the second, third, and fourth seasons here on Entertainment Talk. Uh, did those with David. Those were good to do. Um, third season is is my favorite of the show um, for like, particular reasons. I just really like that season. Um, they 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 are doing another show at the moment called Peripheral, which David talked recently about on Geek Town. I haven't started it myself yet, but I'm uh, itching to get to that. I've next. caught a couple so, episodes. It's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's got Chloe Grey's uh, Moretz Miranda. Who, yeah, um, who I like a lot, but I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. Like the things I've seen her in, I've I've quite liked her, but. Um, those haven't been many things, but she's, I think, one of the lead she's characters. mostly known for the Kick-Ass series. Oh, okay. Okay, I've not seen those films. So, um, but no, that's on Amazon Prime, which, again, is good. They're, they're, they're in the Amazon kind of ecosystem, which is good. Which brings me on to one of my... I think I've said this before about the Fallout TV show. I don't want to hear any nonsense about budget. Um, you've got Amazon's money. Uh, I mean, you've seen with Lord of the Rings that, that I mean, regardless of what you think of the show... Got a ton of money put, ton of money pulled into it. So, um, a it, single episode of Rings of Power cost more than the entire third season of the Orville. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, nuts. Um, but you got that going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, I'm curious to check it out. I'm, uh, I'm curious to check it out. Certainly, um, I'm still obviously looking forward to more to the Last of Us TV show. That's because I like the IP more. So, um, but, but video game adaptions can be so so unbelievably hitting this like you got the witcher one that was is is really good i don't think the second season as good as the first one but obviously the henry cavill series over there you've got um the uncharted film which i thought was dreadful and it it avoided doing the one the one thing it should have done which is at least be entertaining an entertaining popcorn blockbuster action film and it wasn't that and i don't i don't know how that was that managed to happen um and it was also just miscast, and um, they they didn't really give Sully the characteristics that he should have had as as Sully. He was just kind of Mark Wahlberg. There's, there's nothing against Mark Wahlberg. He did well with the with the very limited material he was given, but um, he isn't really Sully. He's just Mark Wahlberg in that film. And Tom Holland's kind of the same. Tom Tom Holland's got more of Nathan Drake's characteristics than Mark Wahlberg as Sully has got. But you can still kind of, you still kind of just look at Tom Holland. You're like, okay, you're Tom Holland dressed up as Nathan Drake. He's still good in the in the role, kind of. But I I just don't know how that film was boring. It just I remember watching it in the cinema. And I was like, why why is this film boring? That's the one thing it shouldn't be. It's boring. Um, so you got that. Obviously, you got the Last of Us show coming up, which I'm very much looking forward to. T- tonally, that trailer is is perfect. That is exactly how I I imagine that show to go. Uh. Providing it ends up like that, 
Um, what else do we do? We have Halo was just dreadful um, for particular reasons. The action in that show was really, really good. But again, character characteristics, characterization of of characters is so important. Um, yeah, they they should have just followed the formula of the Mandalorian, which was like the mystery under the helmet type thing, instead of just taking his helmet off in the first episode um, and just leaving it off for most of the episode. I think that was a terrible choice to make. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. Obviously, it's Amazon is different to all the other stuff I've just mentioned, so we'll see. Uh, how how do you think this will compare to the other? video game adaptions we've had uh, i think it's got the best chance to be really good uh one because like i said it is an open ip so they can have pretty much anybody two they've got a really good cast um walter goggins obviously i'm a huge fan of uh, uh kyle mclaughlin is you know not gonna suck at all um he's done way too much work for that so as long as the script is good which you know based off the showrunners both of their work that I know of and the fact that they're both fans of the game, I'm not overly worried with. So I think it's got a really good chance to be something special. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. Uh, All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, the last thing I have to talk about is from an article on Engadget talking about the Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard. It actually makes the purchase make more sense. So the article goes, Microsoft wants to bring a taste of Xbox game shopping to your phone. As The Verge explained, a company filing with the UK's uh, CMA has revealed its plan to build, quote, a next-generation Xbox store that's available on mobile devices, not just consoles and PCs. The shop would unsurprisingly lean heavily on content from the Activision Blizzard merger. Call of Duty Mobile and King's more casual games like Candy Crush represent more than half of Activision's revenue and would help attract gamers to the next, the new platform Microsoft said the purchase would boost Microsoft's mobile gaming and ad revenue, according to the company. It would also offer much needed expertise in developing and marketing these titles. So it looks like Microsoft, part of the reason why they're buying Activision Blizzard is to get a foothold in the mobile game market, which is a very, very expensive, very money rich market right now. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, obviously they've got a lot of IP they're going to get from this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, technically, Activision Blizzard King as well, with uh, Candy Crush and whatever else King does. Uh, I'm not really familiar with them, but they do that. Um, so yeah, again, I'll reiterate, I don't think that COD is going to leave PlayStation. I don't think that makes any sense. Um, I, I do keep seeing, like, Phil Spencer said this, uh, and then, uh, what's, what's his name called? Um, Ryan something head of PlayStation Jim Ryan that's it Um, Jim Ryan said this Phil Spencer said that Jim Ryan said this Phil Spencer said that I'm like okay to a point where I don't know if any of these quotes are true if they're real if people made them up if people have misquoted either of them but it it just has got to a point where like um, like specifically in terms of those comments that that they've apparently made or might have made, it's like just, just get on with it, you know. Just just get on. I know this activate this uh, acquisition will still take some time, but the way the way that these two people are, I want to say almost being written, is as if they're both just big children, um, that just are arguing over money. It's kind of, kind of the same, not the not the exact same, but kind of the same way that like. 
politicians moan at each other. Like, they're all just big kids. That, like, oh, he said this and she said that. And it's like, this is what we were all doing at high school, primary school. It's like, oh, so-and-so poked me. No, he didn't. Um, And it's like, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes... Adults can act like children, in, in you know, children on the playground of like, oh, he poked me and she pulled my hair or, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but it's, in terms of mobile stuff that you mentioned here, um, I'm not majorly sort of interested. I mean, in terms of what I do on my phone, it's never really gaming stuff. Um, I don't know that it ever will be, per se. I've, I've dipped into the odd sort of like, like Crash on the Run, obviously because that was Crash Bandicoot. Call of Duty Mobile I played for 10 minutes and I thought this is alright but I have caught on my PS5 um, or PS4 at the time um, so it's just, that's just not my market per se but um, whenever we sort of bring up Microsoft or talk about Microsoft and what they're doing um, it's just all I want you to do is okay you've got 20 whatever studios or I always forget what the number is um, Just just start getting some games out and like grounded came out, you're enjoying. It. I've seen other people enjoy it. That's that's great. Uh, you've you've either obviously played paid for the game or paid for Game Pass, whatever. Um, that those are, that are playing that game, and that's good. Um, and there are other people that are subscribed to Game Pass that do enjoy it for what's on there. That's good. Um, I just want to see like, okay, where, where's your next lot of big games? Like, okay, we know Starfield's on the way, but okay, what is like Rare doing, and what's Obsidian doing, and what were all these, you know, Ninja Theory, where that, where are they at with Hellblade, and what on earth is going on with 343, and all the, all, all these kind of questions, um, so, and like, well, but from both of us, where is like, you know, State of Decay, State of Decay 3, we're, we're both interested in that, where's, where's that game, like, disappeared to, um, that doesn't mean I want that studio to rush that game, but an update would be nice, you know, it's been, when did we last hear about Especially State of Decay Especially with, with it being Halloween, you would think we would get a State of Decay 3 update. Yeah, yeah. That might, might have been a good time to do it. Who knows? Maybe on Monday. We'll see. Uh, I doubt it, but we'll see. So, yeah. Um, but no, mobile space is interesting. I do keep hearing little bits and pieces about, like, Game Pass might be put onto this, Game Pass might be put onto that. And obviously that's to put Game Pass onto other platforms to give it a bigger reach. So, like, there, there was rumours about, like, Steam Deck and... Um, all, all these other different places, like different like, like TVs and things like that. Well, um, no, they did partner with Samsung to do xCloud gaming on right. the television. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to do different things like that, which is great for those audiences. I just want, I just want to know where your games are. That's that's just my uh, my question. Anyway, what do you think of uh, this Microsoft stuff? I think it makes the uh, purchase much more um, understandable now. Um, it makes a little bit more sense as to why they're doing this um, because they do want to get into the mobile market. Uh, they've tried repeatedly to get into the cell phone market and got thoroughly crushed <laughs> both times. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to see if it becomes a thing or not. Mm. Yeah. Have you, uh, yeah, I was going to say, have you ever used a Windows phone? I think you've answered that before. Yeah. Well, I personally haven't, but when my parents were getting away from the clamshells to the smartphones... I made them both get uh, Windows phones just because out of the three, that was the only one where you could resize the tiles right, in the apps. Bigger, better to see, yeah. And my parents are both in their 70s. Mm-hmm. so And I knew they wouldn't be doing games and shit on them. It, it would literally be call, text, photos. So I just made those three the big squares and 
uh, just let them get used to smartphone functional uh, functionality. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, those phones went away and they moved to Apple phones, uh, just because my sister has an Apple phone and I have an Apple phone, so it was really just because it was there, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of my family got iPhones. My sister has, I have. Uh, my mum has. I actually don't know what phone my dad's got. Some sort of, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but uh, he's got something else. Most most people I know have got iPhones. Um, I I personally prefer iOS. I remember I I did get an Android phone a few years ago, and I just didn't like it at all. Um, I don't I didn't like the layout or the store, especially the store. Um, I didn't like most things that were that were on it. iOS felt a bit more premium and a bit more professional. Just with the overall, like the product, the layout, the, just everything, just just felt sort of better. Um, yeah, when I had that job where I was traveling a lot, the work phone was Android, and my personal phone was uh, um, I, iPhone, and I never really saw enough of a difference to care. Hmm. Yeah. What What do you you still have the same two? No, I I have my work phone through the company that I'm working for now, and it's an iPhone. It's just okay. what they gave me. I didn't I didn't ask for either one. That's just what they had. Cool. I'm due to get a upgrade actually. I just need to call my phone company and pick something. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if I don't phone them, they won't know that I want a new phone. <laughs> because they're not just going to send me out a random phone. They're just going to keep billing me every month. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I just need to. Uh, my my phone's not even as bad as because usually you get to the end of your two years and your phone start your phone gets slower over those two years. Um, this one's still pretty good, actually. Which is maybe why I've not had quite the urgency to uh, replace it, but I do uh, do know that I need a new one. So, um, alright, uh, that's what we've got for the news and stuff this week. Uh, let's get into a couple of emails. We have two this week. If you'd like to write into the show, let us know what you think of anything we've discussed, any news that we've missed. Have you played Gotham Knights? Are you excited for God of War Ragnarok? Are you playing Call of Duty? Uh, what do you think Naughty Dog's working on? What are you playing? Plenty of different questions that can be answered, or just any general comments towards the show or anything like that uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org Twitter eTalkUK there's a contact page and information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes Harrison returns and writes in and says surprised Matt hasn't mentioned multiverses yet have you played it do you like it I've been dabbling in and out of that game it's not gonna that that's not gonna be a game where I'm playing competitively um, it's gonna be a game where I fancy playing a bit of something different, something else. Uh, they maybe add one or two characters that that are either I can unlock or are going to be in the games that I'm playing because other players will unlock them. And I can just jump in there for 30 minutes, maybe 20, maybe 15. Play two, three, maybe four games depending on how long they last. And just have fun with some Warner Brothers characters. That's how I'm going to look at that, which is fine. I think I don't have to like competitively play the game. Um... But oh, I, I did jump into it the other day, actually. Um, they had Morty, they had Rick on there, and they had... What's his name from the Gremlins, I think? Um, Logby? I think that's the one, yeah. Uh, I've shamefully not actually seen that film. Well, I say shamefully, there's no shame in that, but... Um, well, that film was 20 years before you were born, so... <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but they added that character. They've added or are adding Black Adam, obviously, because the film it, is out. It got delayed. I don't know what... And when it's going to come out, but it's uh, not out mm. yet. Bad, bad box office they're putting out. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, but yeah, they've added those characters. Uh, got like Harley Quinn, uh, Tom and Jerry. Um, 
you've got Bugs Bunny, characters like that. I mainly have been playing as the Trinity, which is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Those are the ones that I got unlocked. Um, they had in free rotation the Iron Giant, but I didn't click on him. Um, but no, it's just, yeah, if I, if I fancy just some Warner Brothers, like, chaos for, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, I'll just, uh, jump in to play that. It is, it is free to play for anybody that wants to, to get it. Have you jumped into there at all or seen any more of the game? I played it a little bit, but with the daily missions, it's too much like a job, and I'm not a fan of games where it's basically a second job. Yeah, yeah. Who did you, uh, play as? Uh, Shaggy, mostly. Oh, right. Did you get him to do Super Saiyan? Yep. No, nice. I saw that in my game the other day. Um, I prefer it when I've I've gone into a few games with it where I'm playing as somebody, two other people are playing as the same person, and then the fourth person is playing as someone different. So you don't quite get the variety, but that that's just the way that it goes. So, uh, but no, it's, it's good. I got no real sort of problems with it. I'm never going to be like a master at it. I'm not really trying to. Um, obviously, my my competitive online stuff's always going to be COD, but um, it's more just fun. Just, just fun to, to jump into there for a bit. And then writes in and says, uh, What do you think caused Konami to change their mind on Silent Hill? I don't know. I don't really know. That, that one has been a puzzle um, to me. Like, if, if you look at the way Konami has behaved, not just, the, not just the games that they've made, but the way that they've behaved since... Pretty much since 2015, since Phantom Pain came out and the Kojima debacle happened. Um... Because they did used to make games, obviously. That's why they have games in their history. Um, I don't know. I haven't really heard about any like leadership changes. Because remember, as, as I always say, these companies we all talk about, right? Like Disney and Warner Brothers and Konami. They're all just names um, of a company. If you change the people that are running it, you then get a different company. Which is what's happening with Warner Brothers. Um, or like when Bob... Uh, Iger left and Bob Chapek took over. Or like when um, Reggie fils went out and then Doug uh, Bowser, Bowser came in. It's the name's still Nintendo. You just have different people at the top. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's, there's multiple layers. That, like, you've got different development teams, different producers and directors and heads of things and, you know, the ultimate heads of the company. There's lots of different play, uh, moving parts. Um, but I haven't heard about any, like, if, if a co founder or, or somebody left um that would make more sense if if i'd heard that like somebody at the top had left konami and then somebody new was in there and they went hey let's make silent hill that would make more sense but i haven't heard anything about that it was very very out of the blue um and although we'd heard for a bit for a, a while about 18 months or so they're like hey blooper team's working on something silent hill i just never really quite believed it because there was no reason for me to believe it um and I can't even again. I can't even say like, oh, this is good that Konami's doing this because we have no idea and no basis of if these games are going to be any good because Konami hasn't put out very good games recently. So why would I believe that the next thing they put out is is any good? Um, losing Kojima will probably change that company forever. Because um, like, okay, you could go back and remaster these old games, but if you want to do like a new Metal Gear, for example. Good luck, um, but uh, I don't know. Don't know what I don't know what changed within there. Obviously, I don't work for them or anything. So, um, but I hadn't I hadn't seen any sort of internal news posts or anything about Konami. It was just suddenly, hey, here's a Silent Hill showcase. Boom, here's 
And then when the showcase happened, like less than a week after that, they're like, oh, here's Silent Hill 2. And it's as if like things had just gone back to normal. It was kind of strange. Um, what, what do you make of the Konami situation? Why do you think that they suddenly just changed their mind if that's what we're going with here? Well, I have no way of proving it and I don't know it. But the thing that would make the most sense to me is that they had to do something with that IP or lose it. Because um, if you right. remember the uh, the really shitty Fantastic Four movie with Michael B. Jordan, they literally made that movie so they would not lose the rights to Fantastic Four. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't Activision do that with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five? Yeah, they put out like a really, really, really buggy, really bad. Oh, it was Tony garbage. Hawk game. It was bottom tier garbage. Well, it wasn't a video game. It was just what you what you just mentioned. Um, I didn't think of that actually for Silent Hill, so maybe it could be that. Um, this feels like, and again, I don't trust Konami, there's no reason for me to do so. I, I agree that's possibly an idea, because that's the only idea that is logical. This feels like more than that, possibly. But maybe I'm giving them too much credit. See, see, it's, it's so, it's such a fascinating thing to analyse and try and figure out, because I just, other than what you've just said, which makes sense, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Um... I I I have no idea what's going to happen with this company, <laughs> you know. Um, like okay, like let, let's say all these games come out and they're all bad. Like, what do they do then? I, I guess you got the pachinko machines, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's always those which are still out there. People are still using them, so they still got all that. Um, that's that that and the things they've done with Pez has been what's funding that company. I mean, you've got to think, mm-hmm. like, if you're not making Silent Hill, Metal Gear, Castlevania games, you've been making your money from somewhere. Because I haven't heard anything about, like, Konami's financial issues or any debt. I mean, every company has, like, bits of debt, but I haven't heard anything about any of that. Well, I know so, they make so much money from the Pachinko games that they really don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it is that. It's like with uh, Amazon and how much money they lose with uh, their free shipping for Prime members is because they make billions on their their web service, their, mm. their, their servers, the Amazon Worldwide servers. They make so much money on that, it's crazy. Mm. They literally don't have to make a profit on anything else. Yeah, and by, by this point, they've got so much money anyway that whatever. Mm-hmm. So. There's a reason why Amazon, uh, Amazon stock is $3,000 a share. Wow, yeah. At least that's what it was last time I looked. I don't know what it is now. Hmm. Yeah. So, interesting times. Interesting times. Um. Anyway, next week I'll have some more Modern Warfare Two impressions. Um. We'll see how all of that goes when season one gets here, etc. Uh. I'll try and play some other stuff in the meantime. I've still got Mario, Mario and Rabbids. I think Sparks of not Sparks of Kingdom. That's not a name of anything. I can't remember what the game's called. The second one that I'm still playing on uh which i dabbled in a little bit but obviously i was going to talk about cod this week so i'll try and play a bit more of that and see what else i get sent i've got a uh one rental slot that's open i would kind of like to save it for god of war just because i i would kind of like to be there on day one um but we'll we'll see how it all goes anyway in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on what are you going to be playing by the way grounded for the next grounded and i'm you know unless something comes up that i haven't seen before as part of game pass but grounded will probably be it for a while cool cool uh, so that's it for that for now. If you want to find the other content that we do, you can find it on entertainmenttalk.org or your favourite podcast platform. Just search for 
and with name uh, for TV, games, films, main night podcast. So check out all of that. Uh, if you want to support entertainment, talk on the podcast in other ways, you can tell other people about what we do, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, so there's all of that. Um, if you want to support us through Patreon, five dollar, ten dollar level tiers for every podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well. Uh, TV and film news. If you'd like to be updated with TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that sort of stuff. Uh, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio, Geektown Radio posts on Tuesdays, look out for those episodes. Uh, Bex is still streaming pretty regularly over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, uh, she's doing Stray, Little Nightmares 2 stuff, uh, chat, retro game streams, all those sorts of things, so check out what she's up to. Uh, you can also find me as well on Twitch, eTalkUK, for my different streams. Uh, I've done a few COD streams recently, I should be returning to the FIFA stuff. Um, maybe this week or next week, but some point soon. I've got like a, a, a small portion left of my season, which I'll try and do before the year is out. And if you miss any of those streams, the game clips, whatever else, uh, all the COD stuff recently, game clips, all that sort of thing, YouTube, Entertainment Talk plays for all of that. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.